Well, let everybody say amen. amen. I just wanted to see whether or not y'all could say amen. And um, we're grateful for this opportunity. Every so often, amen, throw one of those amens back up here uh, to me. Thank you. Uh, it actually helps me preach a little bit faster. Um, but I'm grateful to be here tonight. I want to call your attention uh, to the book of Joshua, chapter 14. Joshua, chapter 14. And I want to read for your hearing, verses 6 through 14. The book of Joshua chapter 14 verses 6, 6 through 14 when you have it say amen. amen Joshua chapter 14 and beginning with verse 6 and these words are recorded therein then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal and Caleb the son of Jephunim the Kenizzite said unto him Thou knoweth the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee and Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly follow the Lord my God. Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years. Even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, 85 years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardeth in that day how the um, Anakins were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Joshua blessed him, gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunim, Hebron, for an inheritance. And Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunim, the Kenizzite, until this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. I want to preach to your heart tonight from this subject, what the S really stands for. What the S really stands for. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a local locomotive, able to leap tall building in a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's... Amen. I'm glad five of y'all remember that old show. Superman. 
How many just enjoyed watching Superman? It was something about seeing Clark Kent, uh, the, the lowly newspaper reporter, and somehow when he went in that phone booth, he came out as Superman. He was able to do any and everything. I, I mean, he was able to bend steel with his bare hands. He was able to take bullets out. They would just bounce off of his chest. He had x-ray eyes where he could see even behind the wall. He was Superman. Could even fly through the air. I thought about that, brothers and sisters, because oftentimes in the church, I believe that one of the greatest turnoffs to the church, the reason why folks are not coming through the door is because we make it seem as if the church is a place of super saints. Folks that have never done anything wrong. We've never gone any places we didn't supposed to go. We've never said anything we didn't supposed to say. I mean, we have been so strong until we have been able to handle any and everything. We are so righteous. Matter of fact, we were born with a halo on our head. We make folks feel as if we are super saints able to do anything. And yet when I read the Bible, I don't read the Bible about super saints. But rather what I do read is how ordinary men with the help of God was able to achieve extraordinary things all to the glory of God Almighty. Such was the case of Caleb in our text tonight. Caleb, the leader in the tribe of Judah, he is one of the 12 spies that Moses sent out in order to spy out the land. If you look at Caleb, he is not even 100% Jewish. The Bible says that his daddy is Jephunneh, a Canaanite, which according to Genesis 15, 19, was a Canaanite tribe in the days of Abraham. And yet the conviction of this family to trust in God was Caleb's conviction as well. And I believe that Caleb can teach all of us tonight how each one of us can be used by God in an extraordinary way. It doesn't matter where we came from, brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter what we have done. It doesn't matter who our family and what our family background is. God has a calling on each of us, and he wants to use us for his glory. And so Caleb teaches all of us that to reap all that God would have for us, if we really want to have a super church, what we need to understand is what the S really stands for. So what does the S stand for? I'm glad you asked. Boy, y'all ask such good questions on a, on a Wednesday night. Here, let me just give it to you. Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14, verse 24. Look what God is going to say about Caleb. Um, the Lord says, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went, and his seed shall possess him. Do you see what God calls Caleb? God says, my servant, Caleb. I believe that what the church is missing, y'all, today is more servants of the Lord. What we need today is simply more servants of Jesus Christ. This is how the Bible even described Moses. He said Moses was the servant of the Lord. And if we want to be what God has called us to be, if we want to be used by God, simply be a servant. 
What kind of servant should I be, preacher? What can we learn from Caleb? Let me tell you about Caleb as a servant, and I'll let you go. First of all, and of course, I'm a Baptist preacher, so I got three points tonight. Um, he was faithful to the task. He was faithful to the task. Uh, we read it there, Numbers, uh, Joshua chapter 14, again, verse 7 and 8. Uh, Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back a good report, an honest report. He was faithful to the task. If you read Numbers chapter 13 and 14, uh, brothers and sisters, it provides the background um, the text. Caleb and Joshua, you understand, they are the only ones from the old generation that made it into the promised land. A whole generation, everybody that was above 20 years old died in the wilderness and they were the only ones to make it in because they were faithful in their assignment that God had sent them on. God wanted some spies to search the land and bring back a report. Well, brothers and sisters, they were called to be spectators and not speculators. Joshua and Caleb were the only ones who were faithful to the task. You see, when others saw giants, it was Caleb and Joshua who saw God. When others said, we are just like grasshoppers in their sight, there is no way that we can really take them. It was Caleb and Joshua with a spirit of optimism and faith that said, if God says it, that settles it. We don't have to vote on it. We don't have to have a meeting about it. If God said it, don't form a committee. Let's go up at once and do what God has called us to do. Others discouraged the folks, but it was Caleb that encouraged the people. What a man of faith. What a man of optimism and obedience. He was a man faithful to the task. Here's what I love about Caleb, y'all. Six times in scriptures, the Bible describes him in the same way that he was a man who wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Talk about somebody who didn't go to the right, who didn't go to the left. He wholeheartedly, he served God with everything that he had. He was faithful to the task. We read it in Joshua chapter 14, verse 8, and chapter, chapter 14, verse 9. Even in chapter 14, verse 14, Numbers chapter 14, 24, Numbers 32, 12, Deuteronomy chapter 1, 36. Six times he was faithful because he wholly follow the Lord. What are folks saying about us? Are we faithful to the task? Are we faithful to the assignment that God have called us to be? Oh, brothers and sisters, what God is saying tonight, a hill crest is simply this, be a faithful servant. Be faithful to the task. What is the task? Preach, I'm glad you asked. Let your light so shine. That men will see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. What's the task? You shall be witnesses unto me. 
after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the world. What's the task? Go ye therefore into all of the world and preach and teach all that I have commanded you. Make them disciples and lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. What's the task? Preach the word in season. Preach it out of season. Preach when they want to hear you. Preach when they don't want to hear you. God is saying, be faithful to the task. God is saying, I've called every last one of us even before you were formed in your mother's womb and we need to be faithful to the task. I pray that one day, if the Lord tarries and he calls us home, it would be said of us, he wholly followed the Lord. She wholeheartedly followed the Lord. They were faithful to the task. But not only faithful to the task, brothers and sisters, here's something else that I love about Caleb. He was fervent over time. He was fervent over time. This is somebody. Um, look what he says. Joshua chapter 14, verse 10 and 11. Behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he said, these 45 years. He says, ever since the, the Lord spoke the word to Moses while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now I am 85 years old. But I'm as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. I'm still as strong, and I'm able to even travel and fight just as well now as I could back then. Now I know he said I've been pastoring 30 years but I'm not 85 years old. <laughs> and yet Caleb said I'm 85 years old but he was still passionate. He was still fervent about the purpose that God had called him to. This is a man that's not thinking about retiring. He's thinking about refiring. This is somebody that's not talking about a pension check, but he is talking about I'm ready to receive what the Lord has promised to me. Now, some of us ain't 85. Some of us ain't even 35. And it seems like we're already on our last leg. And yet Caleb is still strong. He's strong, y'all, not because of his workouts, but he is strong because of his worship of Almighty God. He is strong not because he has been in the gym lifting weights, but he is strong because he has been lifting the name of the Lord. He is strong not because of his diet, but because of his dependence upon God. He is still strong. He said, the Lord has kept me alive and well. How many know that when God has something for you, he can keep you? Even when others are straying, even when others are going astray, God can keep you no matter what you're going through. He said, the Lord has kept me alive and well. Many of the other folks, y'all, had died in the wilderness. They died because of their action. They had rebelled against God. They doubted God. They had worshipped other idol gods. And yet Caleb had remained true to God and he is still on fire. He was fervent over time. Sometimes folks start out on fire. 
Matter of fact, if you're a good Baptist, sometime they'll come to church two Sundays straight. But oftentimes, folks who start with the Lord don't stay with the Lord. I like what Dr. Adrian Rogers used to always say, the faith that fails to finish was flawed at first. You see, what God is saying is, I want you to be a fervent servant. I want you to be a fired up servant. I want you to have some gusto. I want you to be on fire, have some zeal about what I have called you to do. Isn't it something everybody else can be passionate and fired up about everything else but when we come to church? It's like we, 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 we put our passion at the door and we check our passion at the door and we come in and... And yet, brothers and sisters, we ought to be on fire for the Lord. Now, is there a scripture for that? I got a scripture for that. I got a scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Paul says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. In other words, when it comes to what God has called us to do, don't be lazy. Don't half do it. Don't do it with just part of your strength, with part of your might. No, you give it all that you have. You work hard. If it's singing in the choir, if it's standing on the door, if it's serving in the parking lot, you work hard. You give it everything that you have. And when you serve the Lord, serve him with enthusiasm. Serve him with joy. Matter of fact, that's what the Bible said. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lambs. Serve the Lord with serve the Lord with what? With gladness. In other words, with a smile on our face, with some joy in our heart, with passion about what the Lord have called us to do. Be fervent over time. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad that I haven't gotten tired yet when it comes to serving my Savior, when it comes to praising his name. He's been too good to me. He's brought me too far. He has kept me too well. And when I think of the goodness of the Lord and all that he has done for me, yes, makes me want to holler sometime because God has been so kind. He says, be fervent over time. Be fervent over time. Don't, 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 don't get weak along the way. Yeah. Don't give up and give out. But you stay on fire in what God have called us to do. He was faithful to the task. He was fervent over time. Let me give you my last point, y'all. He was fearless before trouble. He was fearless before trouble. What a man of humility, what, what a man of vitality and vision. And when I, when I heard the choir singing that song, it, it was confirmation. I, I'm like, I'm in the house, God. Thank you for giving me the right sermon for tonight. Because look what Caleb is saying, brothers and sisters. Caleb says to, to Joshua, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain that the Lord promised me. Give me this mountain. Now, you got to understand, a lot of stuff was going on in that day. God had brought Israel into the promised land 
from uh, Egypt, from their slavery in Egypt. They had traveled through the wilderness 40 years. When they got to the promised land, uh, the job was to drive out the inhabitants of the land. You know what some of the folks did? Some of the folks, brothers and sisters, they were content to just allow the inhabitants to remain in the land. And so instead of being obedient, instead of driving them out, they said, look, y'all stay where y'all are. We're going to stay where we are, and we won't bother each other. Some of them compromised with the inhabitants of the land. Some of them said, if you can't beat them, you might as well join them. And they went right along with that, what the inhabitants were doing. Then others of them just became just downright cowards. They said, we're going up in the mountain and we're going to leave this land to the inhabitants. And they did not drive out or occupy what the Lord had given to them. Not so with Caleb. Talk about a man of courage. 85 years young. Yet he says, give me this mountain. But it wasn't just any mountain, y'all. It was the mountain that had the giants living in it. And not only was it the mountain that had the giants living in it, it was the mountain that had walled towns and cities in it. And yet Caleb said, give me this mountain. I believe Caleb understood something. And that was his God is bigger than the mountain. His God is greater and if God be with me, Caleb said, I'll drive them out. If God be with me, I'll have the victory. And all oh, brothers and sisters, can I give you the rest of the story? God gave him the victory. The Bible said Hebron still belongs to Caleb and his descendants. Why? Because our God is greater then whatever mountain we're going to face, whatever battle that we're going to go through, our God is greater. Amen. What God is saying to us tonight, we got to be fearless before trouble. Because can I remind us, Hillcrest, uh, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, God is saying to us, I'm looking for a church that's ready to go to war. I'm looking for a church ready to bring down the giants. I'm looking for a church that understand if God is on our side, this is not the worst time that we're living in. It's the best time that we're living in because the darker the day, the brighter the light. And God has given us the victory. Victory over our city. Victory over our home. Victory in our community and in our neighborhood. We ought to be fearless before trouble. God is saying, I'm looking for some fearless servants who won't uh, shrink back, but who will fight the good fight of faith, who will give it all that we have, knowing that the Lord is on our side. I need to remind us, we're fighting against Satan, but God is greater. We're fighting against darkness on every side, but God is greater. And it's not a question of if God is going to be with us. He've already said, lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the earth. Thank you, Jesus. We can be fearless before the trouble. Because like the songwriter said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. 
but I'm going to wholly lean on his everlasting name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. Be fearless before whatever trouble that comes your way. So faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a local locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, I'm not Superman because I know what the S stands for. The S simply says I'm a servant for the work. And I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day. Because night is coming when no man can work. Be a servant in the work of the Lord. Do what God have called you to do. Do it with all your might. Know what the S really stands for. Oh, I know what the S really stands for. Not only am I a servant in the work, but I'm a student in the word. Because how can a young man clean up his ways? But by taking heed to the word of God, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Let me not wander from thy commandment. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We need more students, y'all, who will show up for Sunday school, show up for Bible class, who will rightly divide the word of truth. Be a student in the word. Oh, know what the S really stands for. Not only am I serving for the work and a student in the word, but I'm a soldier in the war. I'm a soldier in the war. I got the fight. Although I have to cry, I have to hold up the bloodstained banner of the Lord. I got to hold it up until I die. Be a soldier on your job, in your community. Be a soldier in the war. But then I know what the S really stands for. I'm a saint in the world. I'm a saint in the word. The Bible said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable will of God. Be a saint. Don't think like, talk like, look like, dress like, act like this world, but you be set apart. You be holy. You be righteous. Be a saint in the world, but then be a soul winner. That's what the S really stands for. Be a soul winner. One who's witnessing on your job, witnessing in your home, witnessing in the community. Let him the world know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by him. Be a soul winner. But then I tell you what the S stands for. I'm a shouter in worship. I'm a shouter in worship. I, I can't hold my peace. You don't understand where he brought me from. How good he has been to me. Be a shouter in the worship. Say like David said, I'll bless the Lord at all with all my soul, with all that is within me. I'll bless his holy name. Be a shouter in the worship. Oh, but I hear what somebody is saying, preacher. Yes, I want to be a servant. I, I want to be a student. I want to be a saint. But right now, I'm still a sinner. I'm still lost in my sin. I got good news. You're in the right place at the right time. Can I tell you about my super savior? Can I tell you about my super savior? His name is Jesus. One Friday morning on an old rugged cross, he died for your sin, for my sin. He paid a debt that we couldn't pay for ourselves. He was buried in the grave, but early Sunday morning. He got up out of the grave with all power in his hand. And with Jesus Christ, he'll give you strength. With Jesus, he'll give you power. With Jesus, he'll give you the courage. Thank you, Jesus. Know what the S 
really stands for. If we want a super church, if we want to bring glory to God, reap all that God has for us, know what the S really stands for.